Listeners, welcome back to the KPL podcast. I am your host, Jagisha. This week on the podcast, I have author Tiana Smith, and we are talking about The Spy and I, a funny, adventurous romance novel just in time for Valentine's Day. I think you'll really enjoy the book. It's a lot of fun, something lighthearted. And I had fun talking to Tiana on the interview. Let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Tiana. Thank you for having me. Well, so I always like to start off with the elevator speech of the book. So what is the book about? So The Spy and I is about a hacker named Dove who happens to get roped into a spy mission unknowingly when she is mistaken for her sister, who is a spy, but she very much so is not. This was a lot of fun to read. I just loved all the adventures that poor Dove had to go on without wanting to. So tell me a little bit more about your two characters, about Dove and, um, or Dove and uh, Mendez. So Dove is what's called an ethical hacker. So she works for uh, anyone who hires her to ex- exploit their um, insecurities, but she gets paid to do it. And uh, Mendez is employed by the CIA, but Dove doesn't know whether she can trust him or not, whether he um, is, I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> and so they are kind of roped into this mission together to find out whether Dove's sister is um, working for the bad guys or not. Mm-hmm. Dove has a lot of amazing skills. Well, hacking skills. So uh, did you, do you have any hacking skills? <laughs> I I wish I had to do a lot of research for this novel. Um, I have a lot of computer skills, which translated a little bit into that, but you would be surprised how much you can find online. And it's a little bit scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's actually whole conferences devoted just to hacking online. Wow. Free for anyone to find. (laughs) (laughs) Free too. That's amazing. Huh? So if you did have hacking skills, what would you hack? Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) You know, I was actually really drawn to the, the, what's called the physical penetration tester things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, I read and watched a lot of videos on how physical penetration testers got into buildings without any prior knowledge and how they, um, you know, without any know-how or prior knowledge out of, of a building, they got in and there were basically seven keys that if they had, they they could get into something. And so if I were to hack into anything, I, I would, go a little bit further into that line of knowledge and do some research there and maybe get those seven keys and try my hand at hacking into some physical buildings and maybe do some breaking and entering and, and see what I could, how far I could go into some of these buildings and try my hand at blending in seamlessly. Huh, I didn't even know that. See, I just learned something completely new. Physical penetration skills. Interesting. So I imagine there's people out there testing these things out to see if there's uh, flaws in the security. Yes, and they get paid to do it. So these companies pay people to see how far they can get into the security of their buildings. 
with without any you know so so they have guards stationed at their entrances they have uh these digital security things in force and they pay people to come in and see how far can they get into their buildings Mm -hmm. okay all right i learned yeah wow okay (laughs) it's scary when you get into it (laughs) yes it is. It's it's funny. Like we think we have this illusion of security, but it's not really all that secure. And once you give someone a clipboard, you know, all of that security is gone. That person can get in anywhere. <laughs> you did talk a little bit about your research. You had to do quite a bit of research. Uh, so how did you go about doing the research in the CIA? Like, is there information out there or was this a little bit of um, artistic license here? So uh, there is some information out there. There's not a lot. I do know a couple people in the CIA and or who were formerly in the CIA. And so they were able to tell me a little bit about what they could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. and, and so I was able to throw in a few tidbits into the book just as little teasers Uh, Like the fact that they aren't allowed to close their photocopy machines. And I thought that was really interesting that that's just something that they always have to keep those open in case there's any sensitive documents that get left behind. And, And little things like that, that I thought was really interesting, or the fact that they get shuttled in from their parking lot. Um, things that don't risk the security of our nation to put into a book. Um, one of my friends who worked for the CIA also is an author, but because she actually worked for the CIA, she has to have her books checked by the CIA. And it takes a lot longer to have her books published than I do because I don't have that kind of security clearance. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wow. That is interesting. So, um, but does she, what genre does she write in? She writes, uh, uh, suspense. Okay. So yeah. But she also writes CIA books as yeah, well. Of course. <laughs> so <laughs> write what you know, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so there was one quite, I, this was one thing that you had in the book about um, how Mendez was recruited into the CIA and it was about the high school circuit. And I was really curious. I'm like, was that real or do they was real? That was one of my friends as well was recruited into the CIA because he was an actor in high school. And so he um, was really good at acting and he won awards for his acting. And once you get good enough at acting, you can start getting on their radar. Um, Because when you are, um, the CIA doesn't just want people who are smart, they want people who can blend in. And actors are really good at being anyone. Right. So, okay. That was, yeah, that was another interesting tidbit. Cause I guess what I, I think everything I know about this day is from the show Alias. And so <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, you get recruited out of high school because you're really smart <laughs> or um, college. <laughs> so there is a, um, a YouTube video from Wired who interviewed the CIA director of disguise. Uh-huh. And she does uh, these little things where she analyzes shows on how they, how well they do at um, their disguises. And uh-huh. one of them is Alias. 
-hmm. And he says that Alias does really well um, when Jennifer Gardner, is it Gardner or Garner? Garner. Uh, Thank you. Um, When she puts on her blonde wig and she's chewing her bubble gum and she goes up to the, uh, to get a plane ticket, she says that they actually do one of the best jobs at disguises because she embodies the entire character. Mm -hmm. It's not just, you know, uh, blending in meekly. You know, she has the blonde wig. She's not trying to get people to look away. She's, she's wanting people to look at her but she's embodying that entire character to the core. Um, and, and so I thought it was really interesting. So I, like I said, I did a lot of research. I watched a lot of videos from the CIA directly mm-hmm. to try and get as much as I could write from hackers and the CIA directly. Okay. Um, nice. So what was that channel again? Uh, Wired. Wired. Okay. I will have to check that out. So listeners, if you're interested, I'll include the link in the show notes. Uh, So this is, yeah, I'm fascinated by this. So now part of the book is in uh, Prague. So have you ever been to Prague or did you happen to go for research? I wish. I wish. I have not been to Prague. That was another thing that I just had to do a lot of research on location and pictures and looking at maps. Mm Mm-hmm. And well, the other thing is, so Mendez has a lot of specialized skills. So he's not a hacker, but he's a spy. So he's got all these amazing skills. Um, I think if I wanted to, if I was a spy, I definitely wanted uh, some of his fighting skills. What would be your sort of specialty if you wanted to be, if you were a spy? <laughs> um, so I had to make Mendez a little bit more specialized than most spies would be mm-hmm. uh, in or maybe not specialized would be the word. I had to make him more talented <laughs> um, in, in more areas because I think most spies wouldn't be as multifaceted. Um, but if I were to choose a physical fighting skill, <laughs> I would choose some something that would be a combination of street fighting because I think that that would be um, something that would get me out of a lot of mm-hmm. scrap. Kamaga, Kamagas, how do you say that? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Because in, in my research, that, that one came up a lot as something that would be universally able to be used in a lot of different scenarios. Yeah, that's what I've read about it. I guess it's something that uh, Israelis teach their spies, I guess, or their people. And so supposedly everybody's now learning that. (laughs) It it could be. So what is your favorite trope, uh, both to read and to write in romance? Uh, So in this one, I used mistaken identity because Mm -hmm. I really really love that trope a lot. When someone is mistaken for someone else and then they get thrown into something that they're totally not prepared for. So I obviously love that one a lot. I actually really love enemies to lovers. I always liked um, them starting out as fighting. And then as they slowly sort of learn more about each other, sort of start to like each other. I also really love friends to lovers too, where Mm -hmm. where someone has to realize that their feelings have changed. And how do you approach that? Mm Mm-hmm. So have you ever thought about writing in, in other genres? So maybe taking up more like suspense uh, CIA novels? So that was actually a tricky thing for me to balance because I came from YA mm-hmm. and 
being into adult was tricky for me to try and balance humor and romance and action because I haven't done that before. And I only have done uh, humorous contemporary really Mm -hmm. in YA. And now I suddenly had to juggle a bunch of things. I found myself leaning heavily to one side and having to correct Mm -hmm. myself. And so I think I would be interested in writing something that was more suspense leaning or more romance leaning. (laughs) Um, I think it would certainly be easier. (laughs) I wouldn't have to try so hard to weave everything so evenly. Mm -hmm. So what is your writing process? Typically, are you um, intuitive writer or do you plot everything out first? I would say it's a combination. Mm -hmm. I plot out a lot of the big things that happen. And so I know a lot of the big reveals. I know a lot of the big twists. But then a lot of the smaller things that happen along the way might surprise me. When I was writing this one, for example, I knew some of the twists along the way. But um, how they got to that point I didn't know exactly how that was going to happen. I just knew I had to get the characters there. And so that was always <laughs> a little bit like, oh, are they are they going to get there in one chapter or five? Mm-hmm. And how much editing is this going to take to, to get that from point A to point B? Mm-hmm. So what's your favorite part of the process? Um, Do you enjoy sort of that uh, part where you're trying to figure it out or discovering what's going to happen? I definitely prefer drafting to editing. Mm -hmm. Editing is my nemesis. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that before, too. (laughs) For sure. And then so do you so do you start off with like an idea or do you start off with characters I I typically like the idea first, but if the characters don't fit into that idea, then it doesn't mesh well with me. Mm-hmm. And I have to play with it for a while until I find the right characters for that idea. Oh, okay. And I had the idea that for this one, I wanted to write about a hacker who gets an introverted hacker. Like you really need to be someone who did not want to get involved with spies at all. And I want to throw her into this world that she was not prepared for. And um, a world of spies and espionage. And I knew that I want her to be mistaken for her sister. And so I had this whole plot kind of figured out, but I didn't have Dove fully fleshed out into my head until um, I had to rewrite that first chapter probably six times until I knew who Dove was. Mm -hmm. And then once I had Dove fully fleshed out, then I was able to keep going and write it. And I knew what the story was. Yeah. I mean, as an She's definitely introverted. I think I love all of the introversion parts of it. And then when she's in Prague and trying to, you know, try to do things on her own and how quickly she's just, she, 
as a hacker, she's like three steps ahead. But when she's there on her own trying to like do spy things, she's completely lost. And so I think I think that was really well balanced. Like you could see her, her superpower is very much hacking and that's it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, she's comfortable in front of a computer, but once you put her with people and doing spy things, she's not nearly as comfortable. Mm -hmm. So what's next for you? Are you already started on a new book? Yes. So what's next is, so these these books are standalones, but there is another book coming out in this series called Mr. Nice Spy. And if you read this book, you'll know there's a side character named Adam Chan, mm -hmm. and he gets to be the love interest in book two. Okay. And so um, the bad guy in book one is named Holt, and he has a daughter who gets to be the main character in book two. So you haven't met her yet. Mm -hmm. But um, Adam Chan and Andy are going to be the main characters in book two, and that will come out in November. Ah, very nice. And then, uh, so just curious, will Madison get a book? Um, I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> that totally depends on my publisher. Um, and I, I think they they haven't really given me any hints. <laughs> So the series will continue though. So this, there's going to be more than just the two books, you think? Um, I think it depends on on sales and, mm -hmm. and if people want more and 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 what Berkeley says. Berkeley is my publisher. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so uh, one of the last questions, or one of the questions we always ask our authors, is uh, what are you reading and what do you recommend we read? Oh, so right now I am in the middle of the Finley Donovan is Killing It series. Mm -hmm. And so I know the the fourth book just came out, but I am in the third book mm -hmm. because I try not to read when I'm writing because sometimes that kind of throws me off a little bit. So I'm in the, um, what is the third one called? Finley uh, Donovan is... They all start with Finley Donovan. They do. And I, yeah, I forget. I always get them. I mix them all up. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's the series I'm reading. Finley Donovan jumps the gun. That's the one that I'm on right now. And I love that series. It's so much fun. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what I'm reading right now. And I love it. I highly recommend it. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's a, that's a great series. Um, I have just, I think I just started. I'm only on uh, the first one. So I'll have to. I've been waiting. I can't stand a series that uh, I need a few books ahead because I read fairly quickly. So if I don't have at least three or four books, I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to get into it because then I have to wait. <laughs> or if they, or if you can't read them like one at a time and have like closure. At mm -hmm. the, yeah, I understand that. All right. So um, last question is uh, what uh, what are your what is your what are authors that have um, inspired you or influenced your writing? Oh, a lot. Let me think. So I grew up reading the Nancy Drew books religiously. Mm -hmm. Every Christmas, my mom would buy me the set that like three books that came in the Costco pack. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up reading those mysteries. Every year I would get another three books until I finally had the complete collection. And I kept on worrying that they would stop selling them at Costco before I would own the complete set. Um, so 
I would say that would be my biggest influence would be Nancy Drew. I always wanted to be a detective or spy. And so I guess that writing about spies would be the next best thing, right? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) definitely. Yep. So yeah, I used to love the Nancy Drew books. So I would always be at the library looking for all the books. Uh, and it all, it took me forever to figure out that the Hardy Boys writer and the Nancy Drew writer was the same person. <laughs> I know, right? That they had uh, ghost writers. I was yeah. so disappointed when I learned that she had died years before mm-hmm. and that whoever was writing them now, I was like, oh, that's not the same. <laughs> Yes, because, yeah, in my mind, I had pictured the two writers like working together and coming up with because they had these novels where they were all the characters were in the same book. And so I thought, oh, they're working together. How nice. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tiana, thank you so much for your time. This was so much fun. And I loved your book. So I have been telling everyone all about it. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. On Tuesday, February 21st, Kirkwood Public Library and Novel Neighbor welcome Brendan Slocum as the one author, one Kirkwood guest for 2024. The event will happen at the Kirkwood Performing Arts Center. Funding is provided by the Edward Chase Garvey Memorial Foundation. The event is entirely free, offering an enriching literary experience for all. For more information and to secure your spot, visit the library's website at kirkwoodpubliclibrary.org slash one author. If you would like to be entered in a drawing for his book, Symphony of Secrets, please write to me at podcast at kplmo.org. Podcast at kplmo.org. I look forward to hearing from you. That's our show this week. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for more amazing authors in the upcoming episodes.